You're getting ready to go out. You want to get in the mood. There's a playlist for that. You move to the beat. You trip over the dog. You're not dancing anymore. You open the Medibank app and find a physio. We live in an on-demand world. And now your health insurance comes on demand too. Download the new Medibank app today. For SEN America, this is the SEN NFL Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast, the lighter look at the NFL. I'm your host, Richard Garraway. Sitting across the desk from me is my co-host, James Arthur. G'day, mate. How are you, Richard? Doing well, mate. Coming up on today's podcast, we'll hit on all the latest news, and there is heaps of it. It's so good. Training camp's in. It's Football open. Football is coming back, and I'm excited. Finally, there's some good stuff happening, good things to talk about. Uh, we'll take. A, we'll have a little running back draft, who's the best running backs in the NFL, and we'll preview the NFC East as a part of our preview um, sessions we've been doing throughout the show. There's only a couple left to go, so today the NFC East, so I'm sure it'll be Cowboy Nation, no doubt, coming across the desk at me. Uh, and if we've got time, I might take a Twitter question or two, but it's our seven podcast. Camps have opened. We're not far from football. Thank God. Bring on preseason and bring on hard knocks. That's all I can say. 11th of August, over to the newsroom. It's time to go into the newsroom on the SEN NFL podcast. News just dropped today. Tom Brady, four games, upheld. I hate you, Roger Goodell. That game I'm going to now sucks. (laughs) I am, for all my Patriots friends that love the Patriots, love our man Timmy Brady the cheat, (laughs) suck it. (laughs) Enjoy the first four games of the season. Oh, he's going to take it to the Supreme Court. Who cares? Cop your four games. He shouldn't have cheated. Garoppolo Nation. I can't wait. The Garoppolo hope, era is Do you know what? I hope that Jimmy Garoppolo dominates and then everyone can be, oh, oh no, we should get rid of Tom Brady now. It'll be like Drew Bledsoe all, all over, over again. again. Yeah, I hope. I hope they go 4-0. I hope they go 4-0. Oh, well, they've got Buffalo Bills the second game. I think they got the got Rams are in there. Someone Cowboys pretty bad. The Cowboys are the fourth game. The first game's a pretty easy win. Buffalo Bills in Buffalo the second game, which I would definitely say is a loss. Then they have Jacksonville at home. I think they'll I think they'll get by that pretty easily. You and I could get by playing quarterback yeah, for that game. I think we could. And then they have the Cowboys at, at Dallas. I just don't I think they'll be at best two and two and definitely possibly one and three. If anyone can get them ready. It's Cheaty Bill. Bill Belichick. Yeah, no, no one does it better than him. He can prep anybody. Um, do you think he'll fight it? Uh, I don't know. Do you bother? Well, it just. Well, get... well, let me ask you a question. Do you think it affects his legacy? No, no, me either. He's got four Super Bowl rings. He's a superstar. Yeah, just, just he's just, got a mansion, in California. He's, he's married got, to Giselle. He's got Giselle sitting at home waiting yeah. for him. So why would? She, I would, she I would also is the top earner in that relationship. By a long way. By a long way. So if I was Tom, I'd just go, you know what? No, if I was Tom, I'd fight it tooth and nail. <laughs> because what's he got to lose? I'd just fight it. Who cares? But uh, for the sake of the team, mm. he should eat it. And go, you know what? Jimmy, you got the first four games. What do I need to do to get you ready for them? Because I want to come into the season at 4-0. and I want to come into the season with people going, should they bring Tom Brady back? Yeah, and we could talk about the inconsistencies of suspensions in the NFL till the cows come home. It's if you, uh, I, I know you're talking about the domestic abuse cases and whatnot, but it, it's chalk and cheese. What Tom Brady is getting suspended for is for not cooperating. 
if he'd said, you know what, Roger, I did it. Here's the message. I sent it to the equipment guy. I said, deflate the balls. I didn't think it was a big deal. Everyone does it. Um, I did it. I own up to it. Cop it on the chin. He probably would have got a half a million dollar fine, maybe, and walked away. But the fact that he's lied, he accidentally destroyed his phone recently. And, and as we were talking on the way over, this just conjures up great images of Tom Brady in his kitchen with a baseball bat and his Smash phone. it harder, Tom. Yeah, just the hell out of it. It'd be fantastic. Well, Chris Long put a tweet out, the defensive end from St. Louis Rams, saying, me and, me and my mate Jack Daniels destroy a phone once every six months. I get it, Tom. <laughs> Which, obviously, it's turning into a bit of a laughing stock. And if you're not a Patriots fan, you are enjoying this because yeah. we've always said it. At one point, the Patriots' uppens will come. Could this be the start of that coming? God, I hope it is. And, uh, look, who knows? And Look, I'd rather see Tom Brady when I'm at Cowboy Stadium than Jimmy Garoppolo. But see, as a guy who's not t- going to be there, I don't care. Yeah. I, just want the pay- I just want the Cowboys to win. And the ticket prices have started dropping already, which is good for me. That Aussie <laughs> dollar is going down fast. <laughs> Go watch the Jimmy show. Yeah, but it's um, oh, look, uh, he'll 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 probably challenge. We'll wait and see what comes out. The NFL must be super confident about their position, or they would have. Oh, absolutely. I, I they think would they have know. shortened it. Well, so. the suspension. People keep saying, "Oh, he's being suspended for deflating balls," and the NFL, the Players Association, shows that you can only find someone this and that. That's not what it's for. He's being suspended for bringing the game into disrespute. Basically, oh, bringing the game into what? Disrespute. <laughs> How do you say it? Disrepute? Disrepute. I think you might find it's disrepute, man. Just what did I say? Disrepute? There's no way I say. That's the same word. Disrepute and disrepute are the same word, are they? Yeah, it is. <laughs> um. So can we cut this? Nope, <laughs> no. that's staying in. This is coming in. Okay, yeah, well, disrespute. No, no that's still wrong. Disrepute. So there's no <laughs> S in it. On. There's no S. Correct. Okay, disrepute. Very good. Well done. Hey, <clears throat> everyone, I've learned today. I've learned. <laughs> anyway, no, that's no, what he's suspended for. So no, it's no, basically Goodell's going, I'm going to do I want to suspend him for this. Yep. So in the end, what was he suspended for? Bringing the game into disrespect. <laughs> Disrepute. <laughs> I, I thought I might get you. Disrepute. Very good. Uh, I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put that in big writing on the back of my <laughs> toilet door and read it every day to remember it's this It's funny moment. that you need to be able to do that. You hey, know, not- I, I'm a carpenter, okay? I don't need to say words good. You're nope. a radio guy now. I am. Well, in my... Uh, you are officially a radio guy. I think I was saying before, guy. six weeks of experience in the radio game. I've... Minutes and minutes of experience. <laughs> this is... Uh, I, I should be better than this. Normally minutes. pronouncing names wrong is my thing, well, but... Well, just quietly, what is right. Chris doing on our show here? He's... Fair enough, he, he hijacked a couple of guests lately, but now he reckons he can just jump in whenever he wants. Again. He's bringing, the, take he's bringing the, the show into disrepute. <laughs> You're an idiot. We're moving on. Enough of Tom Brady. Um... Junior Gallette uh, he's uh, was released earlier, and we mentioned it on on the podcast, and he's just gone crazy. It's so good. He's gone crazy. This is a meltdown of epic proportions. Yep. I've never seen something like this before in my life. It's great. It, it's. Have you got some of the tweets that he didn't send that his friend is sending because he deleted his Twitter? Yeah, he closed his Twitter account down. Yeah, we'll, it's we'll, him. We'll wind it back a little bit. This is a guy who was signed to a $41 million contract and was Four cut. Years? Yeah. 
and he was then cut 12, 10 months later. Yeah. The cap hit this year is $5 million. Five something, yeah. Next year? $18 million or something. That's a quarterback's yep. payment. And then another five the year after. So the Saints have got this so wrong that it is going to put them in cap strife for years. I just can't believe he must be an idiot for them to cut him. To literally to go, you know what, we can't fix this guy. It doesn't look good when you're on the beach hitting people with your belt. Oh, but my God, that's so much money. $18 million, that's true breeze. It's probably more in that year. Yeah. Because his would have been front-loaded. Exactly. That is so much money on your cap. That's four good players in free agency. That is a rookie. That's your rookie class signing. Probably more. It is just crazy. And then he's gone off the rail and started basically releasing tweets, sharing secrets about the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. And if you... I can't read most of these because of the language oh, in it. they're bad. And I asked Chris about one word last week. I don't. Worry, I know these ones can't be said. I'm, <laughs> I'm well aware these can't go out. But some of them are unbelievable. Like, he basically accused Sean Payton of being a drug addict. Addicted to Molly. Molly is the American word for ecstasy. Yeah. He accused him of being addicted to ecstasy and making everyone cover it up for him. Yep. Saying, you know, show some leadership in your team meetings instead of turning up drunk and saying you're a leader. And did he call like, these things- Kenny, Kenny Vaccaro and the other safety gay together? He accused him of being of being in a homosexual relationship. Zach Streif caught his wife with another player. These are, oh, I just divorced. found another one you can't say. Um there are so, do yourself a favor and go on NFL.com and find the link to them. They are definitely worth a read, and some of them aren't funny. You think, oh, this is going to be funny. Some of them are, but you read something and just go, man, yeah. this guy has lost it. This is a train wreck. You cannot look away. He will never play NFL again. Nope, he is No team will done. ever, as good as a player as he is, no team will ever go, yeah, let's take a chance on this guy because not only has he done the wrong thing and then been released, but then he has sold out his entire team. No locker room would ever respect him again and allow him to be in it. No, no, no one will accept him. Yeah. Um, moving on from that crazy story. Um, now, heading over to Pittsburgh, have a look at the Steelers. Bell's suspension was reduced. Yeah, to, from three to two games. Now, you've, you've got the scoop on why. Well, basically, he was originally we expected to be suspended for four games. Um, it was three games, but he was done under the new policy for a crime, he, oh, inverted commas, crime, committed in under the old um, yeah, now he, penalties. Now, he was performance enhancing, yes? No, he was weed. Weed, okay. So he had a DUI stop and he had weed in the car. That's and right. And didn't thing. he have, wasn't it with Levy and Bell? No, with no, um, um, Blount, Blount. Who then went and won a Super Bowl? How so, that? turned out well for him. Yeah. Um, so they basically negotiated with the PA to say, well, look, the old penalty was next to nothing. New penalties for, Let's make can we find some ground in the middle yeah, and settle down? Pretty, I think it's a pretty fair suspension It's great news for the Steelers. Yeah, well, it means you've only got to rely on a guy like D'Angelo Williams for two games and a, a Dre Archer, the young running back, and then you get your... He is not even arguable. He's probably the number one or two running back in the league. Yeah, he is a Depending gun. on AP, how he comes back, he's the number one. Yeah. If AP comes back crummy, he's number one by far. Oh, yeah. I, no, you can make an argument, but he's... I'm already high on Pittsburgh as it is, and this just helps. Yep, absolutely. They could... You know, even if you lose your first two games, and I think 
I can happy to be corrected, but I think week three is Baltimore in Baltimore. It'll be handy. So to you have get him back. him back for that. That's yeah. that's huge. That's great for them. Absolutely. Uh, and the next little news item, it's just a quick hit on it. Jen Welter, first female coach, been hired by the Arizona Cardinals. It's really good to see some women starting to get into football. I know at the moment, Gridiron Victoria are really pumping a women's league out, and we're, as the Croydon Rangers, are just starting one. It's good to see that game heading in that direction. Yeah, and it's almost a bit of a theme um, after the Spurs organization exactly. won, the, won the dealing with a, with a female head coach. And look, the league and a locker room, any sporting locker room is the most unpolitically correct place on the planet. Yep. And all sorts of things are said in there. I don't think the NFL is ready for a woman head coach or position coach no. for that matter. But it's fantastic to see that they've you know, found someone who is qualified. Now, I don't know if she's or she isn't, but I'm the sure... The Arizona Cardinals think she is, and they're a pretty good organization. Exactly right. And Arians, you know you and I have got a heap of respect oh, yeah, for Bruce Arians. So she's in as, um, I presume, she's some sort of grad assistant with the linebackers is yeah. my understanding. I don't even know if it's full-time for the season. I think it might just be a training camp learning exercise. It's an experiment to see how it works, I yep. guess. Every chance. And look, the more and more women that you see, and you see stories all the time about girls playing high school football yep. and, and things like that. The kicker? So, who, was there a kicker at yep. Division One college? There's been all sorts of different things throughout the years, and it's good to see it's becoming more and more a part of the league. At the end of the day, what people respect is knowledge and making them better. Exactly. So if you can have a coach, male or female, it doesn't matter, who can come in. If you make them better, no one cares. And make you better, yep. exactly, no one cares. And look, it's probably going to be a similar battle that black coaches went through originally yeah. as they were coming through. Um, was that, it Tony the establishment. Dungy, the first African-American head coach to win a Super Bowl yep. when he was with the Colts? So all these things... five or six, maybe 10, ten years ago, yep. maybe? So whether it's race or sex, these things take time. Yep. Um, but I don't think it'll be in the two distant future. It's certainly going to be in our lifetime that female coaches are going to start coming through the system. Absolutely. And here's hope it doesn't change the locker rooms too much because, God, they're good fun. Horrible place to be, though, if uh, <laughs> you struggle with it. Yeah. Um, now... LaShawn McCoy's party. Did you have a good time last week? <laughs> I didn't get invited. Oh, you didn't get invited? Oh, I'm shame. really upset because this party sounded crazy. So a quick recap of what the invitation to this party was. First, you had to be a female. No males. Twenty Over 21 was a must. You needed to sign a form. To confidentiality <laughs> a agreement. confidentiality agreement to show that they could look at all your... Uh, social media profiles. To see whether you were worthy of an invite. Yes. And then they got to decide. You had to meet them before the party and they gave you your clothes for the night. <laughs> now. This is the creepiest thing I've ever this, heard. Have you been watching True Detective? I know yeah, you I have. watched it on This is like a scene from True Detective <laughs> with hundreds of women meeting at a place and hopping on a bus to go I mean, somewhere. Bus to a party. Now, I'm sure LaShawn McCoy wasn't going to murder them all, but... It sounds pretty loose. In the end, it did get cancelled. He ended up inviting everyone after that, including Roger Goodell, and it was a smoothie party. Yeah. Mainly, the Buffalo Bills lost... Yeah, they were extremely upset that their logo had been used. What an idiot. So they jumped up and down. Of course, a female reporter, sports reporter, gets her hands on it, and off it goes. Well, Sean McCoy's blamed the media. Of course he has. He's blamed the media for a lot this off-season. He's had a bad off-season. He's had a horrendous off-season. 
let's go all the way back. Um, he, he was traded out of Philly, so he accuses Chip Kelly of being a racist mm-hmm. with no substance to those whatsoever. And, and then, then won't take his calls. Wouldn't take his calls. Chip Kelly legitimately was calling him to go, hey, hey man, look. What's, What's going up? on? Like, what is that? Do you think I'm a racist? I'm happy to clear it up with you. I'm not. And he wouldn't take the calls. He wouldn't, he the wouldn't, media. wouldn't answer questions about it yeah. at media day. It's been a really embarrassing off-season for him. If I was him, I would just shut up, put my head down, rush for 1,600-plus yards, and hope this all goes away. I think, and that's what Buffalo will be telling. I don't think you'll hear much from LaShawn McCoy for the, unless it's him winning awards. I don't think you'll hear much from him now. Um, it's a shame because he had a reasonably good – he had no – bad rep before this offseason, but it has just gone downhill for him. Yeah, it, as I said, it's been a really, really bad offseason for yeah, him. Yeah, absolutely. NFC East, James's Dallas Cowboys took it out last year. Also, the Philadelphia Eagles, New York Giants, and the Washington professional football team. James, your Cowboys. How do you see them, mate? Look, I remember a couple of months ago we had a chat about how I saw them and I had a lot of concerns defensively with Greg Hardy going to be missing a lot of time. Uh, McLean's going to be the middle linebacker, going to be missing a lot of time. How big a loss is DeMarco Murray? There was a lot of questions. A lot of those have seemed to be answered. Greg Hardy's suspension was reduced. massively reduced, a huge up. Um I'm starting to get really high on Joseph Randall. I've been doing a lot of research. I've watched a few bit of his college tape. I've watched some of his tape from last year. He averaged over six yards a carry last year in limited time. Now, in saying that, it was late in the game a lot of the time. DeMarco Murray had already beaten the hell out of the defense. But I think if he can come in and be three quarters of what DeMarco Murray was and McFadden can maybe be that other quarter... Or the watermelon, one of the two. It's a it's a big ask for that backfield. But the offensive line is, is really, really good. This is really special because we have the ultimate chance to answer the question, is it the running back or, or the offensive the line? This O-line, Smith, Tyrone Smith is, I think he's the best left tackle in the league. Now, I might be a bit biased. A bit? He's a superstar, though. He's so he's good. Very, got very good. Leary at guard's a really solid player. They always have Leal Collins who's going to be practicing at guard. He'll push him, the rookie undrafted for agent, but we all know his story. Travis Frederick, Zach Martin, the standout rookie from last year, and Doug Free, who's just a solid veteran football player. It's a really good offensive line. Uh, Des Bryant is now re-signed. We, you know, it's coming together for them. The, the, the question I have, every time the Cowboys are supposed to be good, they're not. Last year, no one thought they were going to be good. Everyone no, thought that would be number one pick in the draft. They were getting tipped. Yeah, I told and they you they surprised suck. everyone. Yeah. So in the past when they've been tipped to be one of the good teams and everyone's talking about the Super Bowl and all that now, they've always let people down. Can they stand that pressure? This is what's worrying me. What's your thoughts, Rich? Um, look, I think you know me. I talk about O-lines, D-lines, and quarterbacks. Yep. And yours is pretty good. And and having Hardy only miss those four games is certainly going to help rather than him missing 10. It's a huge difference. You know, Demarcus Lawrence is a gun. Tyrone Crawford looks like he's going to have... Well, you know, they're calling him baby Ndamukong Sue. Yeah, Let's well, not get carried away. Yeah. But he looks... They've got Randy Gregory in the second round, who's a first-round talent. They'll look to, you know, to, to get him into shape and hopefully cut out his issues he's had. As I said, Demarcus Lawrence, an early pick from last year. 
Sean Lee back from injury. I think probably the biggest question, you can tell me if, if you think it's a question or not, I think it's the secondary is yes. probably where the most questions are. It always is. Orlando Scandrick's a really, really good corner. Brandon Carr has just been struggling every year. Who knows what Morris Claiborne's going to give at this stage? He was the standout defensive back the year he was drafted. Traded up, right? Traded up. Actually, with Tampa Bay, we swapped That's with. right. We went down. Yep. Um, they did draft Byron Jones in the first round, who is an ultra, ultra athletic cornerback, the most athletic guy at the combine. But yeah, you're right. Barry Church, a really solid safety. I think Pro Football Focus has got him saying he's below average or average. It's He's probably a little bit better than that. Not by much, though. And J.J. Wilcox, they've got him as average. I would have had him poor because he struggled. So mm. it's just going to be real. And Robert, uh, Rolando McLean missing the first four games, that won't help them. No. Oh, well, yeah. Guys missing rarely does. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think everything makes me want to say they'll win the East again. Yes. But as you've just mentioned, when there's expectations on them, it's almost certainly when they don't perform. So yep. I don't see them winning the division. I see. I didn't. A, a month ago, you'd asked me this. I would have said the same thing. But since the Greg Hardy suspension's been turned over, since the Tom Brady suspension's been upheld, they, they could possibly. Now they play Philadelphia. They play the New York Giants opening night. I'll be there. They play the the Eagles week two. I can't remember who week three. It's pretty easy. Then the Patriots. Yeah. If they can come out of those four games three and one, they're set up because then they get Greg Hardy back, Orlando McLean back. Yeah, and, and it starts making the, all the difference. I presume exactly. you've got them winning the division. I do. I, I have them winning eleven games. I think, which I think they won. They won twelve last year, so I have eleven or twelve games. I think. I just I looked at the Eagles team, and we'll get to that next. And just I think they've just got a little bit more talent. That's all it is. Des Bryant is a, is just such a difference maker. Speaking of the Eagles, finished second division last year. Head coach by Chip Kelly. I'm not going to read what James Rody's name was on the rundown. Chip Smelly, and they'll be quarterbacked by somebody. Um, one of the things that jumped out at me straight away, I was having a bit of a look at them, is they were 31st in pass defense. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah, they weren't That's great. horrible. Yeah, and, they've tried to fix that. Yeah, and, and look, they've tried to address it. Um, they added um, Byron Maxwell. To a huge um, contract. A yeah, it's massive. contract. Um, and Walter Thurman as well. They added to that secondary. And even putting someone like Kiko Alonso in the middle there is... I know it sounds silly, but it's going to help. Oh, he's he's a he's the, probably the top coverage linebacker in the league, I'd say. Yeah, so those sorts of additions are going to really help. Um, of course, on defense, they have to. Um, sorry, on offense, they still, they still need to score more, and that's probably where there's been the most upheaval. Of course, Lashawn McCoy went in, in that trade. Um, they let Jeremy Macklin go. They traded out Nick Foles and got in. Um, Sam Bradford. Yep. So there's so many question marks on that offense now. Released Evan Mathis, three-time three time pro football focus number one guard for three seasons in a row. Yeah, they just didn't want to pay him. Yep. It was as simple as that. Um, he was, he'd was he just been complaining about his deal. You know, every minute someone will put a microphone near him. Do you think him. they'll cut Sproles? Um, oh, he might not make it out of camp. I don't they know. they have Murray Sproles, Ryan Matthews, Ryan Matthews. and Kenyon Barner. Yeah. So I think he might not make it. He can do a lot of stuff that that system likes. Pretty handy three backs. Yeah, exactly right. And look, they've still got a pretty good O line around that. 
Um, Kelsey's a really good center. He's ultra-athletic. And Jason Peters, he actually played tight end in college, Jason Peters. And, th- and they added um, Aguilar, receiver in the draft. Yeah. Miles Austin. Yeah, well. Awesome. He went to a whole lot. Riley the racist Cooper. Yep, he's still there. The uh, uh, the Vets have got some decent tight ends in, um, Selick and Ertz. Yep. But for me, it's going to come down to that quarterback play. Can Sam Bradford... If it's Sanchez... I think they will maybe win nine games. Yeah, I, think I, I don't think no, he, I don't know he turns win that the many. ball over so often. But And Bradford's he's still limping around. What if it's Tim Tebow? Tebow time. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for because if it is Tim Tebow, I can guarantee you the Cowboys are winning the division and they are going to win three games. I'm inclined to agree with you. Um, I hope Tebow makes the team just because it's, it's good theatre. Well, it's they'll good carry for us. three. Yeah. And I, I don't think Matt Barkley is going to beat out Tebow. I barrack for interesting. I kind of don't – I don't want it to be boring. Tebow is interesting. Gives yeah. us talking points. Oh, I want him to be there. Um, all in all, I hate it when I don't know who the quarterback is. I just can't it's... get a good feel for a team. You can tell me all the other things around it. Yeah, Obviously, Fletcher Cox is a gun oh, and all Cox. these other things. Well, what did Inside the Playbook had him number four on their defense top defensive players list? Written by an Eagles fan, no doubt. Yeah. But – I just, I can't no quarterback. I just can't trust him. Yeah, and no matter how call, good, call him eight and eight. I don't know if Demarco. Anything Demarco Murray. I can't wait to see that that question answered. He had a lot of carries last year. You know, he he hit the magic number. He didn't hit it. He annihilated. He, he jumped it. it. He hit it week eight. Yeah. So I, I it's it's such a hard team to rate. Yeah. I, I just I have them winning maybe ten games. All right, here's one that should be a little bit easier. The New York Giants head coach Tom Coughlin and quarterback Eli Manning. How do you see him rubbing out? Look, you can obviously talk about Odell Beckham. He is looking to be a superstar receiver. They get Victor Cruz back. He'll come back and play slot. Uh, I've heard his recovery is going fantastic. Uh, Ruben Randall outside. What, and this is with most mediocre teams, what instantly concerns you is the offensive, offensive line. line. They are they're going to start a rookie at left tackle, which is always a risk. They lost Will Beatty, who was their starting left tackle. The idea was that Eric Flowers, the rookie first-round pick, would start at right tackle or guard and eventually move his way to left tackle because Will Beatty's a really good left tackle. He's gone. Yep. Injury, season over. All of a sudden, you're shifting seats in the Titanic. There's nothing going on. Shifting deck chairs, mate. Oh, whatever. You're really having a bad podcast. Uh, well, <laughs> a seat's... Seats are seats, Richard. Just you telling me chair, there was no seats. It's shuffling the deck chairs on the Titanic. Are you telling me there was no seats on the Titanic, Rich? None. No all seats. Deck chairs. They were all deck chairs. So in the bedrooms, there was no, not a couple of chairs. None. You're a liar. All deck chairs. And I, you know, I'm going to stand by it. They bring in Shane Vereen from New England. They just Rashad Jennings had an okay year, but he was injury injury plagued. And then you get to the defense. Couple of pretty good corners, Amuk Namara and Rogers Cromartie, but they were an awful, awful run defense last year. They were thirtieth in run defense. Yeah, that's bad. Twenty ninth total defense and twenty second for points allowed. And their offense was nowhere near those marks. Quite a okay offense, but nowhere near. The offense was pretty middle of the road. Yeah, you know they what they averaged twenty three, almost twenty four points a game. Put them thirteenth in the league. Yeah, but when you're giving up twenty five. On it, you lose. Exactly. And it's a whole thing. How are we going to win? Score more than the others. Jason Pierre-Paul, how is it going to affect him losing his finger? At this point, he's not even under contract for them. 
He will be on he the didn't sign his, He didn't sign his tender. Yeah. So I don't know what happens there if you don't sign your franchise tag tender. I have no idea. I so don't know what the situation I'll, is. I'll, with him. I'll look into it because I'm not sure. And they, you know, they just don't have anything going defensively. Can John Beeson re- reinvigorate his career? Landon Collins, they took in the first round of the draft. Really good safety. <clears throat> Supposed to be a really good safety, but we've heard it all before. But if you look at their secondary, it's nothing but guys we know very little about or rookies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Rogers Cromartie's proven he's a pretty decent player, but. And the same with Prince of Mukunamara, but you just... But they're Mukunamara playing the first corner. Pick. Yeah, they're corners. There's if no you've got a burner, it takes the top off. And you look, their defensive line, there's no... Other than Pierre Paul, there's no supreme pass rusher. George Salvi, the starting left defensive end, is from the Cowboys last year. He's not a superstar. He's okay. Yeah, he's just And that's a what, dude. man, their linebackers are very average at best. I just don't... I see them having real trouble stopping the run and real trouble running the ball. What sort of record you got them at? I have them, oh, I'll just scroll down. I have them, I, I've got lucky to be seven and nine, third in the division. If they win seven games, something's gone really right, and I'd say it was Odell Beckham. And it would be, I kind of hope it is. If he and Cruz get going and, and they become maybe just a complete air it out all the time saying it could be fun to watch. Oh, absolutely. And that's what it'll have to become because I don't think their defense is going to get better. They've got Spagnola back, who was the defensive coordinator when they won their Super Bowls, but. We all know it was that front four that won them those Super Bowls. Yeah, that Bowls. talent's not there. They had Justin Tuck, Jason Pierre-Paul. They, they were just unbelievable. Osium Nura. They were unbelievable at rushing the passer, and they got hot. It wasn't him, in my opinion. So I don't think that's going to help them. So, yeah, I, I've, I've got them lucky to, lucky to win seven games. I've yeah. got them at. And I, I agree. I don't think they'll even get that many. Um Bringing up the rear, the Washington professional football team. Um, they were pretty ordinary last year. Head coach Jay Gruden, quarterback Bobby Three Sticks. Um, I'm still convinced Schneider thinks that John Gruden is the head coach of that team and he picked the wrong one. He doesn't actually realize who's down the hallway from him. Yeah. Their number one issue is quarterback. It all comes down if RG3 can get back anything like his rookie year, they could be okay. My number one concern is they re-signed Colt McCoy. Why? Exactly. But they also kept Kirk Cousins. So all those guys who started for quarterback last year for them are all still there. He has all so think- many problems. That's what no. I mean. like you'd, wouldn't you go, if it's if it's Bobby 3 six team, you don't sign Colt McCoy and you go to Kirk and Cousins. And you cut hey, you, I'm trading you for a seventh rounder to a team yeah, that needs a well, either way, you get rid of him. Yeah, uh, you got. Um, I would have cleared house. There must be so much. How do you sit around in your quarterback meeting room and you're all sitting around the t- table watching film? They're all sitting there looking across at, at Robert Griffin saying, I'm better than you. Which they're not, in my opinion. No, I don't uh, think so either. But they do yeah. because they started so many games. Robert, he got benched. Robert Griffin's fall from grace is one of the – him and Trent Richardson in the same draft, their rookie years were both – unbelievable, and their, their fall from grace is ridiculous. Yeah. I, I've never seen anything like it. Alfred Morris is a really good back. He's going into a contract year. If things don't go well, he'll leave, and you, usually, you lose your good running back. They have good receivers. Sean Jackson led the league last year in catches of over 40 yards. Yeah, he can take the top How off many anything. do you reckon he had? Over 40 yards. Over 40? Oh, I couldn't even guess. 10? 13. Oh, jeez, I was close. Yep. 
That is a lot. That yeah. is, that's that's all well it's almost one a game. You're a couple off one a game. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, and unfortunately it's probably the only thing you can do, but Garcon's a really good route runner on the other side. Jordan Reed's a good young tight end. They're rebuilding the O line the right way. Yeah, it's yep. gonna take time. Yep, but Trent Williams is a really underrated left tackle. They went after Sheriff early with a number eight pick. The other problem is the inside. The center's okay. He's got a cool name, Lichtensteiger. Yeah, Do you reckon he might be German? Uh, Maybe. (laughs) Uh, But other than that, Lavawo and Long, they're they're unproven guys. So they're building that. The interior line is going to be shredded apart when they play teams like Eagles with Fletcher Cox, Cowboys with Tyrone Crawford. And they they drafted a couple of guys as well to to help improve that. But as you said, those things take time. They don't just happen overnight. My concern is the defense. And here's a strange thing. They were pretty good against the rush. They weren't very good against the pass, but the thing is they give up so many points. That was yeah, 27. They got 27 points yeah, a game. That's too many. Now, they have fixed that. They brought in one of the best nicknames in football, Terrence Potrose Knighton, who is a machine. They have Jason Hatcher, who came over from Dallas last year, and everyone bagged them for signing him, and he put together a really, really good season. However, he's 33. Yeah, he's not so at some point, as, as I always said, father time is undefeated. some point, he's going to start to decline. Ryan Kerrigan, they re-signed, is a great player. Trent Murphy, the right outside linebacker, second-year guy, really good young guy. Safety, they traded for Deshaun Goldson from, was it Tampa Bay? Yep. Yeah, they got him from Tampa Bay. They have basically nothing going on at strong safety. D'Angelo Hall is as old as anything. Yeah. And as, again, father time will win. He's just, he hasn't been good for a... Chris Quite Culver, they me. overpaid to get from the 49ers, and let's be honest, everyone wanted to leave the 49ers, so they got him over. I just don't see – all I see when I look at this team are questions. Yeah, all and it over starts the place. with the quarterback and, and the ends coach. with the quarterback and the coach. Yeah, I, I love your analogy that they, he thinks he's got. He thinks he has the other Gruden because it's who he wanted. He wanted John Gruden. He yeah. said no, so he went, oh, so Jay's I'll, just as good. I'll get his brother and yeah. – Hopefully, John will just maybe sneak in and take his place. Yeah, look, I've got another lucky. I've got lucky to win four. But in saying that, if Bobby Griffin can, if he can get his rookie ability back, if he can just get some swagger back in his game, then the sky's the limit. Because yeah. when he is when he's going, man, he, he's a machine. It's just like the Eagles. I can't, I can't get a feel for for you a can't team. Can't endorse a team with no quarterback. Well, I don't know what they do. Like I, I feel better about. Andy Dalton, because I know what he is and I know what he's going to give me. Yep. But you can what, build around an Andy Dalton because yep. you know. But when you look at the Eagles, will Bradford even be ready? If not at Sanchez, that's a big, big question mark. And here when you look at the Washington, it's the same thing. Can Robert Griffin even stand up? How, yep. how is that knee? Well, he wants to be a – the problem with Robert Griffin is his knee's fine. He wants to be this pocket passer and show that he can – it's like a pride thing for him. Just go back to what you were your rookie year. When it breaks down, scramble and make something happen. That's what people want to see. Now, who knows how much of that's Gruden, because I reckon he's the most boring coach in the NFL, and who knows how much of it's Robert, Robert Griffin. I think he's lost his confidence, and oh, it, it, may well, not, lost it. it may not come back at Washington. This is his last year on his contract. I think you'll find if things don't go well, I would love to see him go elsewhere, maybe a Buffalo with Rexy Ryan and... Rejuvenate his career, I'm much like Michael Vick. Yeah, I think 
I reckon their ceiling's actually quite high. It could be as much as eight or nine games. Yeah, but their floor but the is, floor is so low. The floor is it could fall out from under them. They might have no floor if things go bad. Yeah, and and Gruden will be gone, and Robert they will rebuild from. They will scrap it back to the core pieces and start again. Yeah, and I reckon we'll know f- quickly. This Absolutely. will not take long to work out. By four games in, you'll know. Yeah, you could either just be zero and four or maybe three and one, and you'll yeah, know. you might even work it out come the end of the. Um, Come the end of the preseason, subject to how they play. Or subject to anyone getting injured. Bobby oh, can you imagine he went down again early? That's it. Ugh, you, real... you have to move on. Yeah, you wouldn't want to be a, uh, a Washington fan. Now, James, it's not long till we head over to the US. Separate trips because I don't want to hang out with you all day. That's a lie. When are you off? Uh, 29th of August, I leave. And I head off in October. Now, we're obviously going to games. Why else would we go over? The things I'm probably looking most forward to is two things when I go to a game. One, the food, and two, full-strength beer to my seat. (laughs) I love food. It's no secret. And if people see me, they'll (laughs) realise he must love food. So I'm very excited to try out a few things. I'll tweet out a full body picture later on if you like. On, uh, <laughs> Shirtless? On or I've got a Cowboys that, t-shirt. I could just wear that. I I'm think sure most people would uh, probably sick. not want to see that. <laughs> no Unfollow. See that. Unfollow. <laughs> I only got 60. I can't afford to lose any. The, the food at American stadiums is completely different to anything you get here. Here, you, you go to Telstradome or you go to whatever it's called now, or you go to the MCG and you get a 4 and 20 pie you get the chips, and it's very plain, boring food. Yep. The thing I love about American stadiums is all of them are different. They're unique, yeah. This, each stadium has different things. One of my favorite things is after you go to a game at um, USC, you head out into the car park after the game, and there are vendors everywhere with these little barbecues set up, and they do hot dogs wrapped in bacon. Oh, God. You get some peppers with it, throw it all on there, and it's a couple of bucks as you're walking out of the stadium. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I cannot wait to get over, and there's one thing that I want to try, Richard, and I want to see if you know what it is. Okay, far away. I want to have a deep-fried Rocky Mountain oyster. Oh, they put an oyster in deep-fry it. No. A Rocky Mountain oyster is bull's testicles. Now, you can stick your nose up. (laughs) I have read so many articles, people, forums, saying how delicious they are. Now, if it... It doesn't sound good, but so many people can't be wrong. So I'm really looking forward to trying that as soon as I get over there. There are a couple of other things that um, have jumped out at us. The Carolina Panthers do a burger called the Hog Molly. Let me let, tell me if you're interested in this. Um, it's a sliced most smoked brisket, tomato barbecue sauce, fried onions, pickled jalapenos, and coleslaw. It's called the Hog Molly. It is absolutely massive. Now, this is a great medium for radio, but there you go. Oh, my God. You want to get in on that? (laughs) Yep. I want to eat two of them. Maybe three. And the thing that's fantastic about NFL stadiums is they're all different, depending on which one you want to go to. For example, the New York Giants do roasted, hand-cut slabs of bacon on a stick (laughs) in a jalapeno maple glaze. Yummy. Who would want to eat that? (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'm interested to try the nachos over there. What, what's your take on the nachos? You've been, I've, I haven't been to a game in America yet, so I'm yeah. not sure. Nachos in a stadium are horrendously god-awful. They come in these circle, um, 
chip things and they pour this plastic yellow cheese on it. It's foul. Like bottled Steer cheese. Steer clear of it. It is absolutely disgusting. Unless you've pre-sighted what you're going to get and it's not that, you can consider it. But if it is that plastic yellow cheese stuff that goes on there, it's horrible. Stay away from it. Um, if you've got a favorite food out there, James and I will be going um, to Texas. He's going to see some games uh, through Tennessee as well. He's going to a college Alabama, game. Alabama, New Orleans. I'll be down in New Orleans as well at a different stage. If you've got a food out there that we have to try, we want you to tweet at us, um, at SEN NFL America. No, just at SEN America. Don't you know who we are? I do now. Use the hashtag... SEN NFL podcast. Tell us favorite food. If I've, we're I've going got one through, for there, you we're guys. Use it. Fire away. Oh, I've got one go. for you. I don't know if you'll be interested in it, but uh, I'm going I'm to see. This is available at PNC Park, which is the Pittsburgh Pirates Park. It's where the Pittsburgh Pirates play of the MLB. Now it's called the Brunch Burger. Sound appetizing enough? Brunch Burger. It's, you like brunch? Everyone safe. likes brunch. Who doesn't like brunch? I like anything, Chris. Have a, look, look over the table at me and ask me again if I like. Yeah, I think you like this because it starts off quite well. A bacon slash beef patty. Good start. Mm-hmm. Topped with egg, yep, and cheese. There you got me. Yeah, lovingly embraced by a glazed donut. Mm. So rather than the actual bun, they've got a glazed. It, it, it looks like a Krispy Kreme donut on either. I don't on know if I can do sweet and sour, sweet and savory like it's that. Like, it, it reminds me of the Krispy Kreme hot dog that came out a few months ago. Have you seen the picture of that? Where I it's got the that. hot dog, bacon on top, some sort of sauce. And the hot dog bun is a Krispy Kreme. I just don't know if I want that melted cheese or burger juice running over nah, my donut. No, nah, that, that's too much. Separately, give, give me a hot dog and then a, you know a dessert of a Krispy Kreme donut. I'm all good, but together, I, I don't know. Sweet and savory, it's it's not it's not great. No, nah, it sounds foul. But well, it's a very American thing. They love maple syrup on their bacon. They, you know, they love all that kind of. Well, stuff. another one that I found on on this list as well, because I was just going through Buzzfeed here at Minute Maid Park, which is where the Houston Astros play. They have the chicken and waffle cones, and chicken and waffles, of course, a big thing in the states as well, where it's just fried chicken with mashed potatoes in a waffle cone. That, that might be okay, as because a waffle is not sweet. But you associate that with dessert or yeah, maybe yeah. If, breakfast If you throw some like ice that. cream and yeah. some syrup on it, yeah, it'll be sweet. But I don't think in its primary form it's sweet. It's just a it tastes like a, a waffle, I guess. <laughs> I don't eat waffles very I assume often. it would, yeah. yeah. They, they are the king of the burger yeah. over in the US. They do do it better than anyone. Um, and if you get the chance to go over there and get, and get to a game, don't settle for the plain normal stuff or if they've got a hot dog don't just settle for a normal hot go dog go for the two meter one yeah get it in <laughs> double, a two no, meter the double foot long the meter. double foot long because <laughs> they don't use meters very true but no very meter true. is <laughs> and, and find something different enjoy your experience drink way too much beer really enjoy the game get into the food the atmosphere tailgate if you can if you can get in get there early walk around the stadium and just let your accent get on nice and thick. Just start talking to people. They'll talk back. You'll score yourself a free beer, probably a burger. These guys get to their car parks at God knows when in the morning, 6, 7 in the morning, and they start slow roasting you know, pork and all these things. It's fantastic. You play cornhole if you go to a game in the, in the Midwest. It's just awesome. Tailgating is such a big part of the NFL. And when hopefully we get our bowl game out here, uh, at the end of 2016. As if the MCG or the Telstra are going to allow you to do that. Is it Telstra? 
Eddie had whatever Eddie had, stadium. I think it was Telstra Dome in 2001. Yeah, I was barely born. It was a while ago. Um, <laughs> Richie was 30 then. <laughs> oh, yeah, good one. Um, if they do those sorts of things, it'll really improve the atmosphere. And the other thing, of course, is especially at a college game, all the college kids, they're just, they'll be just drunk off their ass from God knows when. It is if you're awesome. single, uh, the only thing about Etihad Stadium is I don't really have much space to uh, to host tailgating. But we did speak to um, the CEO Paul Sargent, CEO of Etihad Stadium, a couple of weeks ago on the Flag Flies, which is the podcast I do for SCN America on Mondays. Oh, just sort of give us a plug. plug. It works in perfectly because we were talking about Etihad Stadium uh, and the bowl yeah. series over there. He did say they're going to try to organise uh, an area where people can tailgate. But oh, be good. if you do go to Etihad Stadium, you'll notice that there's not a whole bunch of no. space no. for it. They could do it down on the waterfront, I reckon. Seal a section off. Uh, pay for it. I'll, I'll buy, yeah. a, buy a car park, get there at 6 a.m. and start drinking and eating food all the way through to game time. It'd be absolutely brilliant. There'll be a game? If I get, <laughs> if I get there at 6 a.m. and start eating and drinking... Um, the game, better, the game would stuff. want to start at nine because yeah. otherwise we're in real trouble. We better be a little careful. We can't go into the media box with our media passes, which Chris has already assured us he'll get. He will. He said I've you spoken will to Paul. be. You will be getting them. There's plenty for the Flag Flies crew. It'll. Uh, well, Chris is going to have me on the Flag Flies. He promised me because <laughs> his co-host Lockie Miller is uh, a bit flaky. He's been saying, and that's not wants, true. He wants to uh, get me true. on as a guest, and you know who knows, Lockie. If if I get on there. You should be worried because I'm kind of a big deal around SEN now. Uh, ending on that bombshell, it is the end <laughs> of today's show. Thanks for downloading. You've been listening to the SEN NFL podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at SEN America and now on Facebook. Just search for SEN America. You'll find it no problem at all. Head on over to SEN.com.au. Find all the great content. Um, more and more podcasts are starting and coming up um, for James Arthur. For our producer, Chris Tyler, behind the glass, I am Richard Garraway. Thanks for listening. Once again, we'll finish off with the MLB podcast. Enjoy. Alex Rodriguez, do you see that he may end up going to the Hall of Fame? There's no doubt he'll be on the ballot, and it's always five years after they retire from playing. But you're a pitcher, um, you know, do you, you're a baseball fan. Do you see A-Rod ever going to the Hall of Fame? Look, I'd like to say, purely on numbers, you can't dispute the fact that um, he's a legend. He, he, he is going to go down as good as, as anybody. Uh, deservedly so on the field, off-field, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to go. Obviously, yeah. there's, uh, there's been other issues with other players who have kept them out of, of uh, the Hall of Fame. But uh, I think he's doing all the right things, Fred. I think yeah. he's kissing babies' heads, he's signing autographs, he's, uh, he's doing all the right things. He's got good PR going right now. He understands that he's uh, put himself in a bad situation and he's letting his baseball do the talking at the moment, which is which is good to see. But off-field, I think he's allowed himself to be a bit more accessible and uh, and I think the, the people are warming to him again and I think that's good. There's so much of, if it was up to a fan vote, I don't think he would ever get it. But when it's the writers, it's the American Writers Association, you need 75% of the vote to get into the Hall of Fame, I think I wouldn't be surprised to see that he's hired a PR company to help with his process because yes there has some been some down times but what he is now is accessible the media still seem to follow him around because he's one of the best in the game and he's and he's approachable he's always willing to to do an interview and he's willing to help the cause as such in this case it's his cause because I really feel that he wants to get into the Hall of Fame whereas in the past some of the guys who may never get into the Hall of Fame be 
say, Roger Clements and Barry Bonds, some of the greatest numbers of all time, but I think they've really been anti-media or anti-writers, and of course the writers really take that to heart, and I don't think those guys may ever see the Hall of Fame. He can still go for another couple of years, and the way he's hitting the ball right now, he can still keep going.